and creating a situation where I was running around a lot. But, you know, I definitely, I would sacrifice sleep. I'd get cranky. And I think what happens, like when we then look at our wellness and trying to figure out all this stuff on top of it, (laughs) it perpetuates the like on, off, good, bad, black, white mentality of I can't do that when I have all of this. Welcome to Salad with a Side of Fries. I'm your host, Jen Trepic, talking wellness and weight loss for real life. We're here to clear up the myths, misinformation, bad science, and marketing to teach you how to eat and how to cheat. Are you ready? I'm having salad with a side of fries. Hey, welcome back to Salad with a Side of Fries. I'm Jen Trepic, your host, here with you every week, of course. And back by popular demand, (laughs) Lauren is here. Hey, everybody. Thank you for having me. Friend, I have missed you. I've missed you. I love doing this, so I'm super excited to be here. Seriously, like we've seen each other a couple times. We've texted a few times, but it's been crazy. How are you? Good. You know, just living the living the Groundhog Day, like, you know, one day at a time. It's it's like time's flying, but it, it, it's passing, you know, super slow. It's like very... It's very strange. weird. It's a very strange time. I, I'm sure for everyone, not just me. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I'm you know I, I'm good. You know, happy to be healthy and grateful exactly. to have a job and you know be able to see my dad and you know it's like right. Really, really, the little things are you know are the big things these days. So well said. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. But like because you know. And work has picked up again, you know, for you in a lot of ways. And so it's part of why, like, I'm so excited you're here for this conversation. (laughs) So I'm calling today's episode, Adulting is a Lot. Yes. Because- So much. So much. All the things. Like, no matter how old we are, like 20-something, 30-something, 40-something, or like 70-something- I feel like generally we have one thing in common and that is that we lead full lives. Yeah. Right. And I think that looks different on everyone, you know, like I, one of my closest friends who, who lives in, in Jersey, right. Her children are my godchildren. I talk to her and I think like, my God, how can I even tell her that I'm overwhelmed with anything when she's like the, the squad mom for her daughter and, you know, like, you know, they, they're at like 40 different sporting events every weekend. And I'm like, how can I possibly even say I'm overwhelmed with anything? But I, I a hundred percent agree that, you know, adulting is hard for everyone in their own way. And, and we all sort of, um, we're all overwhelmed in, in our own way with whatever it is that fills our time. Exactly. And like, I also think, and I want to come back to this because this piece of like comparing Yes. Our, our stuff with somebody else's. And yeah. I think to your point, right, it's all full lives no matter what that looks like. Yes. And we all have the same number of hours in a day. And so no matter what it's filled with, if that's kids or frankly, because you work in a world that, you know, I know very well, right? Right. It's essentially like having children and a job, (laughs) you know? And so we can have this tendency to say, oh, I can't complain or somebody else has, but everybody's got stuff and everybody's got things. And to that point too, we all, I think, have different um, thresholds. 100%. And that's the, right. And that's the other piece of this last year and a half. Yeah. Is that our thresholds have changed. Right. Like what I used to be able to expect of myself, I don't want to expect of myself anymore. Yeah, I agree. And you know, and and just just to sort of speak to the title, right? You think about I've said I countless times to people. I can't imagine being a kid today and having to go through this, mm-hmm. right? And of course, I can't imagine that because I'm an adult, right? So I'm right. seeing it through the perspective of an adult. But you look at these kids 
and and I'm not necessarily talking about kids in college or you know later in high school, but you look at these little like, kids, toddlers, right? Yeah. Toddlers, elementary school, middle school. They are just living life, seeing friends. They're out there doing everything in masks with smiles on their faces, and you're like, how are they doing all this? But they're so resilient, you know. Yeah. And it's like at a certain point, it it becomes adulting, and right. it's, it's so <laughs> yeah. different. You know, and it's, um, I mean, I, 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 there's just a different sense of resilience and tolerance um, in, in kids. And I don't, you'd think maybe I'd have a, with my background in psychology, you'd think maybe I'd have a sense of when that really changes, but I, I don't. It, well, <laughs> I think it's also different for each person. No, it is, yeah. And... I mean, that's a whole other episode potentially, right? But True. so, but you and I could talk before we get in too deep. Let me go to our members. So, by the way, guys, are you a member? Do you know that we have a membership program for Salad with a Side of Fries listeners? Here's the deal it's $10 a month. You will get weekly recipes, a monthly article or tool, extra discounts from me and our partners, plus access to live QA sessions with me. And honestly, I send you more than that. <laughs> so even if that was all I sent you, it's a bargain, actually free if you take advantage of all the discounts and live chats. And I mean, really, I say it all the time, but I want you to hear me. Like, this is an economical and simple way to show yourself that your health is a priority right? By being a member, you also support this podcast and our community so that we can continue to bring you new episodes and experts every single week. So this week, our members are getting the, so the recipe is for the ultimate fall salad. It's my favorite. So it's made with kale, farro, butternut squash, walnuts. It's so yummy. Oh, and the dressing is like a, um, citrus Dijon kind of a dressing. You could make that and just like leave it in your fridge, I think. But you could even change it up, like use arugula or spinach instead of the kale if you're, or even romaine, whatever floats your boat. But so good. You're going to love it. And then, so speaking of extra tools and fun things I find. So there's a video called The Experiment, and it's Casamigos versus my, meta my metabolism. And so this oh. guy, using a constant glucose monitor, tests what happens when he drinks Casamigos uh, tequila. It's like a six, seven-minute video, really well done. So I'm sending that to you guys. And this is the very end of September. So it's your last chance. Book your one-on-one -on -one with me, right? Our live Q&A session this quarter is a one-on-one -on -one because I think there's some real value in just focusing on you and your questions, live dialogue together for 30 minutes. I've had the best time chatting with so many of you. So there's a few of you left out there who haven't booked your time. Make sure you do that. Go to glow.fm slash salad with a side of fries, or forget having to remember the URL. There's a link in the show notes. You click it. Then it's like three clicks after that. And then you're official. You'll get, here we go again. Okay. The recipe is the ultimate fall salad, the video, the experiment, Casamigos versus my metabolism, and all the details for your live one-on-one -on -one session. So remember glow.fm slash salad with a side of fries. All right, Lauren. I know we're like backtracking because we just like started talking immediately, but like, what did you think when I when I sent you the title for this episode? I feel like I read the title and I was like, ugh, like <laughs> just like there were no words even necessary. It was just it was just a noise, like right. <laughs> um, I you know, adulting is hard, is true all the time, and I feel like there are no words or noises or emojis or like <laughs> there's nothing to depict this last like 18 months for anyone. You know, it's just, right. I feel like nobody could have predicted even when this was starting, right. When it was like, Oh, was, I was the first one to be like, this is going to be a week. 
We'll be back. I don't need groceries. And it's like, you know, I just don't think any of us foresaw how long, right, the longevity of this. I don't think anyone foresaw the, um, you know, how serious this was or how the variants and and how contagious and Mm -hmm. we're going to need boosters and, you know, having to show vaccination cards to get into restaurants. Like it's just taken on a life of its own. And I think, I think it's pretty safe to say that there's nobody that hasn't been, you know, impacted by this anywhere. A thousand percent. I mean, it's just, you know, what we said at the beginning, like everyone, everyone has their own, um, Right. Adulting is hard for everyone in, in its own way, but then you add a pandemic, like what? I mean, <laughs> like, right. I don't even, I don't even know what else to say. And then, right. And then I think what happens too, is we are now in this phase of climbing our way back and creating some semblance of what life looked, used to look like before, right. but with added elements. And not like you were saying with vaccination cards or masks or boosters or all these other things, like those added elements. But the other added elements that I think we're a lot of us are overlooking is what we started to talk about before of mentally the toll of the last year. And even yeah. in a moment of not feeling like we're stressed, biologically, chemically, there is stress response. In our system, you know, it's, it's, you know, and I think sometimes it happens in ways that we don't realize, or we don't, uh, particularly for those of us who are, I think my tolerance is fairly high (laughs) for life. Um, I don't always speak up when I'm overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. I'll just sort of figure it out or you know, you know, just do something that, that works for me before I, you know, sort of have like a, like emotional breakdown in front of Rob and I'm like, you know, and he's like, okay, what's going on? Let's, um, but I think sometimes our bodies are giving us signs, right. Or things are happening that are telling us. And it's, it's maybe, um, for many of us, we're just prone to ignore them because they're not, so serious. They're not like for me, which I, you know this, but obviously everyone listening doesn't know this. Um, at the beginning of COVID, when we were home for what feels like 10 years now, um, like my hair was falling out and I was not, not in a really severe way. It was just shedding. I have a lot of hair. I always shed, you know, anyone I spoke to kept saying, oh, well, you know, usually you leave the house. You're now you're home all the time. So you're just noticing it more. I'm like, I don't it. It feels like right. there's a lot falling out. <laughs> you know, I know I haven't gotten a haircut. I know I haven't, you know, but right. it just felt like, and at first I just ignored it. I didn't really think anything of it. Then I did a little bit more research. I called, you know, my dermatologist who of course closed his practice and had left the city unbeknownst to me, but <laughs> took my call. I mean, it's just, but he had said to me, it's actually, this is actually most likely a stress response. And it's called shock hair loss. And I'm thinking to myself, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> right. a joke? Um, and I know it was a side effect of COVID that yeah. a lot of people experience. But in this case, he had said to me, you know, listen, you may not, you, maybe you didn't have COVID, but the world is, there's so much going on right now for you to process mentally, right? Emotionally, mm-hmm. physically, like you're home, you're not leaving your house for days at a time. You know, when you do go out, it's like, oh my God, this person took a breath in my direction. This right. it was just so many extra things. And for whatever reason, that was maybe the way, you know, my right. body responded. And, you know, that's just one example in my personal example, but it's very, uh, it's very overwhelming, you know, when these, right. when these things happen. And then of course that's stress on top of the stress response. Right. Exactly. It just, it's like this vicious cycle. Yeah. And then the other interesting piece of it too, I mean, thinking of it even outside the context of the current moment. Right. We sacrifice sleep. Mm -hmm. Right. We get cranky. 
we can self-sabotage, right? It, it becomes – I, for a long time, was very anti the word busy. Like, I hated the word okay. busy, and I – Which was interesting because pre, pre-pandemic and, like, pre-salad with the side of fries, you were probably the busiest person I have ever known. Right. <laughs> Literally, I have never known anyone, quote unquote, busier. Right. And and I decided that I didn't like the word because I feel like busy, like we think of busy work, like productive, not doing things, running around like a chicken with my head cut off, but like to what end? A negative connotation is what. Like, like, right. So I started to think of it as like a full life. Okay. Instead, more in the context of like, I'm choosing to do all of these things, right? I could opt out of things, although my day job at the time was actually inherently busy, (laughs) you know, and- Right, with a negative connotation. Right, right, with the connotation. Um, And creating a situation where I was running around a lot, but, um, you know, I definitely, I would sacrifice sleep. I'd get cranky. And I think what happens, like when we then look at our wellness and trying to figure out all this stuff on top of it, it perpetuates the like on, off, good, bad, black, white mentality of I can't do that when I have all of this. Right. Or I'm exhausted. I have nothing left. Right. And that snowballs into what some people call like their off day. And I have air quotes as I'm saying that, right? Like, and that, by the way, that's actually what prompted this episode was because one of you guys asked me what my off day looks like. Oh, okay. And it got me thinking like. Well, well, I was just going to say, what was the answer? Well, so we'll talk about it in a second, but it's like, so first of all, I don't think my off day looks like your off day and my off day, whatever that looks like is not permission for you to make your off day like mine. Right. But right. Everyone's, well, everyone's needs are different. So your off day should probably fulfill some of those needs. Right. Right. But it was interesting because then I was like, what does my off day look like? (laughs) Right. And when does that day happen? And so I think that used to happen when I felt like there was too much going on. Okay. So it wasn't okay. so you're saying it wasn't it wasn't planned. It happened like when you hit the threshold essentially. Right. Okay. So now I would say like my off days are a function of like travel or holidays or those kinds of things. And then I also started to think about a distinction between I'm not sure those count by the way, but that's okay. Right. <laughs> but that's why too my off day probably doesn't look like somebody else's because the other distinction that as I was thinking about this in my head was sort of like there's off as in my food choices are off and there's off as in how I feel. Okay. So I feel off if I don't get my workout in. Okay. See, it's interesting because even when you said off, I was thinking like a more of like a relaxation day. Right. So right. even like my perception of an off day was something different. Right. And like, and maybe that's, you know, fundamentally the issue, right? It's because I yeah, need more right. information than the, what does an off day look like question? But like- even on my relaxation day, I'm probably going to work out. But, I mean, Because that for me right. helps me, you know, feel like myself, get myself back together, right. you know. But I, but I have a different level of understanding, I think, of what a workout provides for you. Being I do the same thing. Right, because we're it's, the same person. Right. It is. <laughs> uh, proudly. Um, it's, you know, there's community, there's, right, there's there's so much more you're getting from that. 
right. You know, it, it's, it's, there's so much positivity from that community. There's, you know, it's strength in, um, you know, women it's, you know yeah. what I mean? There's, there's so much more that, that you're getting than just, than just physical movement. So I think, right. um, I understand why that is something that you want to do no matter, no matter what the purpose of the day is or the schedule of, you know, of the day is. Cause I generally feel the same way. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, is there a time where like, or what would be the foods then? If I was going to say, look back on it and be like, oof, today was not my day. Right. Like I would say cookie dough, a stop at 16 handles, you know, like more because first of all, ice cream doesn't like me. So it's hard for me to unintentionally go to 16 handles or go for frozen yogurt or whatever it is. Cause I have to think about like, am I really choosing this? Cause I'm probably going to feel really gross. <laughs> you know? Is it right? Well, there's, there's a consequence. Yeah. Right. I see what you're saying. Um, well, I think, but there might be a difference then between that and say, you know, you're out to dinner and say you're out to dinner with a group of people and everyone says, okay, let's order two desserts and share them. And you maybe have a couple, you know, maybe right. you have more of one because you really enjoyed it and it was delicious. Like that might be different than intentionally going to 16 handles and giving yourself like a horrible stomach ache. I right. Mean, well, and, and that I think also for some people would say, oh, that shared dessert at dinner constitutes an off day. Right. But it doesn't, for me, I think that's the difference between living in the on, off, good, bad, black, white yeah. world and saying these things all have their place and I have a little bit and onward. Right. You know? But I think um, for you, right, like for some people, I think, and this goes back to just like what what is the definition of adulting, right? I think <laughs> for you – um, when, when, when you were busier, right. When work took up the, yeah. well, when previous work with the negative connotation took up the majority of your, your schedule, I think, um, food and nutrition and wellness have always been, um, central, right. To your right. on off, you know, your choices, your adulting, whatever that means, because they sustain you. And, uh, I think that's something that's probably not true for a lot of people, not well, necessarily by choice, maybe because they don't have um, the information they need. They don't have, you know, the, the, the foundational knowledge to say, okay, this is a better choice than this, or they're, they just don't have the time right. for the reasons right. we've you know, previously discussed. Like I want a box of, you know, wheat thins because I'm famished and that's what's it within reach. You right. know, it's, and then, so it's very different. It is. but And this, by the way, it's like you're in my head because this is really the crux of the conversation, right? For some of us, like I am in a place now where all those things happen all the time no matter what, right? Right. But I wasn't always there and not all of us are there. And so right. how do we do that? How do we really put into perspective how we feel about this whole situation right now. And then how do we move to a place where those things do happen? So I think of it and I see it with so many of my clients and so many of you guys listening. It's all, it reminds me of that doll. Do you remember the toy stretch Armstrong? <laughs> right. We brought him back like last hot like last Christmas or something. Yeah. And it's like, stretches till the end, like I, how it never broke, I don't know. But it's like, that's what's happening, right? Like we're stretched and pulled in all these different directions and we feel like we're just in, you know, in the body part going, just hold on, just hold right. on, right. right? And the way I think of it too, like I have like three analogies in my head all at the same time. So one is the stretch Armstrong. One is like we're juggling all the balls, but you can't catch the one that's in the air without moving the one that's in your hand. Right. And then we got to figure out where to put the one that's in the hand. Like right. It's like an octopus juggling is what it right. is. Right. Right. And then it's like the other analogy in my head is like a Venn diagram right? Like okay. maybe we have work, family, 
and ourselves and our health. And like somewhere in that little spot where all three circles overlap right. is where we're standing. Yeah. You know, it, it, this, it made me think of this uh, when you, when you started talking about stretch Armstrong and you're like, you know, we're just, it's like we're being pulled and pulled and pulled. I had a moment maybe a month ago or so. And I was so, it was just a week at work where I was so overscheduled and I was coming home and I was still working at night. And it was just like, I was totally burnt out. I had had one or two really bad migraines that week and we were supposed to do something with family over the weekend. And Rob looks at me and he goes, just say no, right. Just say no. You know, he goes, whatever this thing is with you, where you feel like you can't say no, you know, to your family or he said, they don't, they don't want you to go. If, if you feel like this, you know, it's okay to say no. And you need to work on saying no when it's too much for you, yes. you know, for you to be overscheduled on the weekend too, and then go back into the work week and set yourself up to have a, another migraine or two or three is not good for anyone. So that's something, that's an adulting thing that I struggle with all the time. All the time. Saying no is so hard for so many of us. Yeah. And th that is sort of the tip of the iceberg of what we're going to talk about now. Um, it's like all of the things that we can actually do to help manage all of this and everything we can do to adult easy Er? <laughs> yeah. Um, so really quick though, a message from our partner for this episode, DNA Miracles. Because every child is a miracle. DNA Miracles provides the highest quality body and wellness products designed for babies, children, and expectant mothers. All products are gentle, easy to use, and 100% effective when used as directed. DNA Miracles partner with leading health professionals and scientists who follow the highest standards and in ingredient selection to create the most effective skin, hair, and health solutions. As natural as possible, DNA Miracles is the best and safest option on the market for you and your little miracle. From from expert pediatricians to real family testimonials, everyone has fallen in love with DNA miracles. So today we're talking about adulting, right? And, you know, huge responsibility, kids. 100%. <laughs> right? So as we think about stress and sleep and our kids also have stress and sleep challenges and everything in a lot of places all the time. And also, it keeps kind of coming up about like melatonin production. By the way, melatonin is produced in the gut. Um, and so I feel like I needed to mention the DNA Miracles Isotonics Digestive Enzymes. So not only does it promote normal digestion and absorption of nutrients, it also promotes bowel regularity and supports normal digestion of grains and dairy, like our big allergens. So, you know... It can be enough for us as adults to eat quality food. It's definitely not easy for kids. So let DNA Miracles help you give your child the nutritional support they deserve because every child is a miracle. To get 10% off your order, text the word MIRACLES, M-I-R-A-C-L-E-S, to 844-947-4846. You'll receive the link and coupon code right to your phone. Again, simply text the word MIRACLES to 844-947-4846. This is a toll-free number. Standard text and data rates may apply. Okay. So your example of no is self-preservation, but also boundaries. Yeah. It, you know, and I, it made me think, you use the word self-sabotage. Mm -hmm. uh, earlier. And it made me think, you know, by continuing to say yes, by ignoring the signs are, you know, signs from our body or, you know, as things as simple as exhaustion, right. Or like, yeah. a, a, you know, a back pain, right. Like these little things are telling you to slow down or to right. stop or just, you know, I think for some reason we separate, uh, those things, like, you know, signs from our body and these physiological, um, you know, things that are sort of communicating, right, with right. us. We right. separate them somehow from, um, 
the way I guess our our brain works, right? Or the other yep. ways that we communicate, but that's the only, right? Our, it's not like yeah. my, you know, our body's not going to talk to us, right? So that's the only. Well, um, that is, right? Pain yeah. is our body talking to us, right? But it, what you're talking about is also sort of reconnecting to our body and putting all the pieces together, right? So yeah. if we if we step back for a second to think about the mental side of it, right? So just like we had this mindset of Stretch Armstrong <laughs> or that right. Venn diagram, right? What if it's actually one circle instead of a Venn diagram? And so what I mean is fitting in our movement and our activity right now might feel like time in one circle that's not in another. So it's a pie chart instead of a Venn diagram. Well, in the Venn diagram, you know, it's like if we do our activity, it's taking away from the family. Right. Right. In the Venn diagram. If we put it into a single circle, we recognize or we can sort of think about it is that our exercise allows us to better show up for the family. Right. Right. That it supports the other pieces rather than taking away from the other pieces. Right. I to- and I, I totally agree with that. Perhaps a pie chart was not the <laughs> But yes, I totally agree with that. And so your pie chart was because I did a bad job of trying to explain where no, my no, head I, was. I, I, but you know. I, you're, right. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're essentially saying like you're, you as the person are the nucleus. Yes. So everything happening within the circle surrounding that is contributing to its functioning and success and Right. It's one circle. Right. It's one circle. And so instead of feeling like, you know, oh, if I go to the gym, it's taking away from time with my kid. But if you didn't go to the gym, the time with your kid would potentially be spent sitting there going, oh, I really should be at at the gym. gym. (laughs) Like, and not actually hanging out or spending, you know, quality time or whatever it is. Yeah. And so- if we think about it right in this context, right? So saying no is hard because I think we think in our personalities and I don't think other people are that different from us in a lot of ways where we want to do all the things. We don't want to accept mentally that the work took away from the family. And also I think, I think you're a hundred percent right. I think too, for me, it's, uh, like accepting my limitations, you know, I don't want to, I think this may, this may be with age too. I don't want to acknowledge that, you know, I need to slow down because I feel that you're like, not you superhuman. Know, correct. Um, <laughs> that's still to, that is still not proven, but, right. <laughs> um, you know, but you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, right. There was, I could have, handled anything right in my mind there was no slowing down there was um really my threshold was higher you know it it takes me longer now to recover from a migraine I can barely finish one drink at dinner before I'm like oh that's it you know if I want to have any semblance of a reasonable day tomorrow (laughs) we're done um so you know I think speaking of another thing that makes me have an off day (laughs) right exactly so I think there's you know there we have to acknowledge also what our limitations are and be okay with it. And that's not easy for me. I'm sure it's not easy for other people too, but you know, the saying no sort of works in conjunction with that. So when I say no, I have to recognize that, you know, I can't do this because I've done too much, you know, here and here and I need a break and I need to slow down. Right. And so I think part of that is, managing our own expectations, like you're saying, and then also that of other people and setting the boundaries and the expectations. So for example, like with work, even earlier this week, I I was doing something at like 11 o'clock at night and it was a relatively new working relationship and I didn't want him to receive an email from me at 11 o'clock at night based on a meeting that we had earlier that day. I didn't want to set the precedent that that's what can be expected. Yep. 
So I did the work at 11 o'clock at night, but I scheduled the email to go out at 8 a.m. Which is so smart. And, you know, that's a, that's a trap that I have set for myself previously with work. Yeah. I learned from it the hard way and I operate differently now. Right. And I, I think that's, an, you know, I think that's a shared experience that we've had. Um, my situation is, is much better off because of it now. But yeah. by, making, by making yourself available, you know, so frequently uh, and at certain times, you do. You do set the expect- expectation uh, that you will be. And that right. is particularly in a work uh, setting, right? That's, that's not great. <laughs> right. And, well, it know, just adds to it, right? It adds to the work getting, yeah, feeling like we can't live up to that or that that requires so much that we don't have what's left or whatever it is. Right. And then, you know, on the family front or on a more personal front, we can say, you know, either no, <laughs> right? Self-preservation or like, if we think about it in the context of like calendars, right? Fitting in our workouts. Like you and I are on a schedule with our workouts. Right. This class is happening at a specific time and I arrange everything else around it. Me too. Yeah. If I have to move it, I move it. I rarely cancel it because I know myself if I don't do it, right? I'm going to feel not nice to others, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, but if we know that that's what's needed for us to be able to be present with our families and to do the things that we need to do, then maybe it's a conversation to say, hey, family, significant other human, how can you help me? Here's right. what I need to do. Yeah. Or, you know, we need a plan for this schedule. Or, you know, here are my options of class times. What can we figure right. out together? Right. To make sure that this works, and I think I think that's I think that's such an important point. I think it's something that, um, well, I, I guess I I don't know this. I, I think um, I think it's becoming uh, more. I think people are more open to the idea of having that conversation sure. now. Um, maybe that was sort of propelled you know, by COVID because people were sort of stuck at home with one another and they, you know, had to troubleshoot schedules and things. And, you know, you're in a, in a shared space without leaving the home. Um, but I think in addition to that, and this is something, um, you know, Rob is, was not the best communicator when I met him. And I <laughs> will talk about, as you probably know, I'll talk about anything for as long as you want. And I'll tell you all my feelings and I don't really care who hears me. (laughs) Um, And he was like, when we first met and he was like, why are we talking about this? Why are we still talking about this? Like, well, I thought the conversation was over. Why did you come back in the room and and start talking about it again? (laughs) Um, But I think in having that conversation, it's, it's important. Let's just assume it's one other person to say like, this is what's important to me and you know, what's important to you, right? So if if you help me, how can I help you sort of do the same? That way it seems more of of a, um, you know, a joint effort to achieve, to help achieve each other's goals so that you're, uh, you know, a healthier, you're two healthier individuals coming together to be a healthier unit. Sure. Well said. Been there, done that. Yeah. (laughs) And then I want to think about too, like on a logistical front, sometimes backup foods and outsourcing. Okay. So we talked like a lot of the scheduling stuff is, you know, a lot of the fitness things, maybe getting to the grocery store or whatever, but backup foods. What can you have frozen that's in the back of the freezer and remember that it's there? Right canned, right? A can of chickpeas can go a long way. Yeah. I love a chickpea. So that's true. You know? Um, Tuna. Right. Right. Or, and your delivery options. Yeah. And knowing what, I've talked about this on so many episodes, like 
the handful of places that I order from that are essentially at-home meal replacements, where okay. it's not eating out. It's this is because I don't have groceries. Right. You I know, mean, and think, so it's as close to something I would make. I think we we uh, we as New Yorkers are unique because we really yes. have so much available to us. Um, but I I do think um, I hate to keep revisiting COVID because I know it's a thorn in everyone's side. But I do think um, delivery became an option for a lot of areas that are not, yes. you know, very dense populated, you know, cities. Um, and I think for that reason, you know, the backup foods or, you know, deliveries, I, I think I think people have more options because of COVID, because restaurants and delivery services, right, wanted to expand business however possible. Right. A thousand percent. And so then it's also exploring who does a great job with their delivery, who does a terrible right. job with their delivery, and figuring out too, like, you know, the restaurants in your area of who will make it pretty plain for me or who will make it to be as close to what I would make for myself, you know? Right. And then on the outsourcing front, I think one of the biggest things to outsource is grocery shopping. And I say that totally understanding that that is making a lot of people very uncomfortable in this moment because we want to pick our strawberries. We want to pick the apple that's not bruised in one spot. We want to make sure that the bananas look like this or that, you know, it's the right chip or the right kind of popcorn or whatever right. it is. And now, again, similar to your point with COVID, I think places that do this have gotten so much better yeah. at you being able to spick, pick the specific brand make thing, you know, variation that you want. Right. And the other side is sometimes done is better than perfect. Okay, there's a small part of that apple you're going to cut off and not eat. Okay, Maybe not the blueberries you were going to pick, but the blueberries are in the house. Yep. I and it took something say, off your list. You know, at some point, uh, we we had a whole discussion about like pick your battles. And I think this loosely yes. falls in, into that category. It's like, okay, you know, if if I can spend 15 minutes placing a fresh direct order or doing Whole Foods, you know, uh, on Instacart or through Amazon or wherever it exists now, you know, it's, and then get in a 30 minute workout, you know, it's sort of, how do you optimize your time, right? So that you can listen, if you have the whole afternoon free, because I don't know, a couple meetings canceled, and you feel like taking, you know, a lovely walk outside to the grocery store, by all means, totally. But if, if that time isn't available, um, you know, then obviously there are other options, right? So outsourcing is, is a way certainly to, to save time, but still meet your needs and have the healthy options available. Exactly. And, and listen, if, the first time you go to do a grocery shop online, it can feel like it's taking forever. Yeah, that's true. But at least you could do it while sitting in front of the TV it that's doesn't have to be during business hours when you can get to the grocery store, right? Like find the bright spots, right? Make an effort to find the pieces that make it work. Right. And in, for me in that, in this case, technology is your friend. Yeah. Yes. There are some, there are some ways where I'm like, please no more, you know, I don't want this to recognize me or follow me or, but for me, like fresh direct there, shop my past orders, done and done, coming tomorrow, you know, in this two hour time slot, fantastic. You know, right. on a week I don't have time, but I know I'm going to, you know, get what I need and it's going to be 60% what I ordered the last time. Great. Yep. So it, you know, in, in that case, it's super easy, you know, to check that off the list. Yeah. And I think you were talking about this before too, of downtime, If that is what allows you to have some downtime, do it. Right, that's true. You know, if 
And and choose what your downtime looks like, right? right? Your downtime might look like going for a walk. Your downtime might look like a manicure pedicure, Mm -hmm. right? But figuring out what that looks like for you, what are the things that fill you back up, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And a piece of that, and it's funny that I'm saying this because three years ago, I would have never said this. I I can't wait for what what you're about to say now. (laughs) Meditating. Oh, okay. Like, it's, I was a thousand percent that person who was like, I'm sorry, you want me to do nothing? (laughs) That's funny. That is cruel and unusual punishment. And I don't know how to do that. And you need to go away. However, (laughs) I have spent the last two years working on it. I'm still a work in progress. But I will say one of the biggest things is that it has helped me keep perspective. Okay. And keep like, and this is going to sound cliche, like, yes, like stay present in the moment. Like I can have a lot of things going on, but if when I'm in a conversation, I can be in the conversation, which right. I couldn't necessarily do four years ago. Um, but I would have the- never known that, but that's okay. Oh, Great. Thanks. So so the Oscar goes to. Right. Right. But but like, you know, it's also about saying like, our mind can snowball, right? On the one hand, we can sit here and say, oh, it's just groceries on this one day. Or we go, yeah, but it's just groceries on this one day and then I can't eat what I want to eat and then I feel bad and then I can't get up the next day and then I gain 10 pounds and then I'm back where I started. And it's like, whoa, hold on, back the train up. You know, like we're going to be fine. And so I think for me, meditation has helped um, with that perspective and with, you know, what we call like the back of the brain, not like running away. Yeah. You know, I I mean, I I haven't, I haven't done very much of it, but when I have, or I've stuck with it for, you know, short periods of time, um, for me, I think, um, my mind is prone less to the snowball and more to, um, just like all over the place. I'm thinking of so many things at once and I'm, I'll start one thing and then I'll start another thing. And I'm like, you know, um, and I know, you know, I'm, I'm very organized in OCD, but then I'm, you know, my mind is just sort of racing in a million directions at the same time. So for me, I think what's helpful about it is to just disconnect for a minute and yes. slow down and just focus on, you know, like I'm here, I'm breathing. Okay, let's just start again. You know, it's um, that I think sometimes is, is the helpful, uh, is what's helpful on the other side, even if it's five for 10 minutes. Right. And it's interesting. And what's coming up as we're saying this and sort of pulling in the analogy of what I had talked about before of like the Venn diagram versus single circle, my meditation coach gave us the analogy of like thinking about all the parts of our lives, right? And we can spend a lot of time like sort of focusing on one thing or focusing on a couple things. But if we think of like a pack of hikers, right? And they have to go together. Who determines the speed? The person at the front or the person at the back, right? The person at the back, the slowest hiker determines the speed of the group. And so if there's an, and she was talking about this in terms of areas of our lives, but like, so if there's an area of our life that we're neglecting, right? It's holding back the areas of our life that we're focusing so much on. Right. And so it brings it back to, but weirdly, I'm having chills as I'm saying this, so this must be resonating for something in my mind. (laughs) But like, we have to put it all together. That's your your body's way of communicating with you, by the way. Exactly. It is. (laughs) Um, Right. We have to put it all together. We have to figure out how to get all the hikers moving And if we want something to be happening, sometimes it's not about focusing on the thing we really want to be happening, the the hiker at the front. 
maybe what we need is a little attention on the hiker at the back. Right. That's that's very thought provoking for sure. I'm I'm thinking like who's my hiker in the back? Right. And it it, it may not come to you in this moment. No, it's not. I'm I'm but, I'm yeah. definitely going to think more about it. Yeah. And then the other thing that sort of came up as I was thinking about all this stuff was also remember our bullseye of change episode where we sort of have like the behaviors and the outside, the habits and the identity in the middle. Right. And it can be fluid. So I just think now as we're in this moment of like, oof, adulting is a lot, <laughs> right? Sometimes it's going back out to that outer layer and just saying, okay, what are the behaviors? What are the right. little things, you know, and, or even saying from the identity perspective, okay, that's where I want to be. What does that person do? And figure out how we can build that in and, and move in the direction, take the small steps. Think of it as everything is supporting everything else rather than something taking away from something else. Right. And that way well, we can keep I, our wellness happening. We can keep our work life happening, our family life, right. all the things. Yeah. I think like to tie those two together, it just made me think we're talking about the behaviors because that was – I think it's such a, a helpful conversation too. I think it, that's, you know, you're sort of saying with respect to, right, the hiker in the back, if let's say there's something that makes that hiker a little stronger or a little faster, then the whole group moves faster yes. as a unit. Yeah. And it, that might look like outsourcing the grocery shopping. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I think I think it's so helpful like to hear it for me, the analogy is helpful, right? Of the hiker and, and the, you know, the circle. And, but I think then to actually put a behavior to it, right. And how it could change the outcome. I think, you know, that's really helpful too, because sometimes in the moment or when you're having like a, you know, adulting feels impossible today day, it's very hard to pull out the thing that's making it feel impossible. Right. Right. Yeah. Frozen broccoli is still broccoli. <laughs> that is true. You know, like, yeah. Pick our battles. We're gonna be fine as long as we just keep going. Right. Awesome. Anything else before we do our nutrition nugget? I don't think so. I I always leave here with like a lot to think about. <laughs> Feel like I want to draw like a diagram of you know my life and all the pieces. Send it to you for like, you know, feedback and evaluation. <laughs> we can do that. Yeah. I feel like that would be a very interesting conversation. So, well, I hope this leaves everybody with food for thought and just to look at, yeah, adulting is a lot. And what else can we do to help ourselves right. do it? Okay. Ready for the nutrition nugget? Always. I love it. I love a nutrition nugget. <laughs> this week we're talking about goat milk. Okay. Right? I know. I heard I heard the enthusiasm. Yeah, right. right. Okay. Well, you know, you know how I feel about goat cheese, and right. I don't really know anything about goat milk, so. Okay. So shout out to Stephanie Center. She um the Daily Detox with Steph podcast. She and I were talking and this came up more in the context of um, she switched to goat milk because she could purchase it from a local farm and it didn't have a food label. And we always talk so much about reading labels. And yes, we want to learn how to do that. But there's also a lot of value in minimizing how many labels we actually have to read altogether. Right. And that's where the goat milk came up because the goat milk didn't have a label. And then I realized we haven't talked about it, so here we are. All right, so quick breakdown. A cup of goat milk is 168 calories, 9 grams of protein, 10 grams of fat, 11 grams of carbohydrates, 0 grams of fiber, and 11 grams of sugar, right? So all those carbs are like the lactose right? and actually oligosaccharides, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, goat milk also gives us, like we said, 
protein is, you know, an ounce of protein in there, nine grams, so a little over an ounce of protein equivalent. Um, calcium, potassium, phosphorus, magnesium, and vitamin A. Now, vitamin A, a lot of um, babies and young kids are deficient in vitamin A, and that has health implications. But vitamin A is really important for um, eye health, reducing the risk of cataracts. Let me try English. Reducing the risk of cataracts um, and potentially also some forms of cancer. Okay. And then – you know, I always say this. I think it's weird that we drink cow's milk. Like we're the only species on the planet that drinks the milk of another species. Right. Right? Like I think yeah. that's a little weird. Um, But so what's interesting in that respect about goat milk is that goat milk is closer to human breast milk than cow's milk. Oh, that is interesting. Right? So – it's the beta casein to alpha S1 casein ratio of goat's milk. So it's like 70-30 in okay. the goat's milk, which is really similar to human milk. And so it's one factor that also I think plays into the improved digestibility of goat okay. milk compared to cow milk. Um, and then the oligosaccharides. So the oligosaccharides are – the same type of carbohydrate that's in human breast milk. And they actually act as a prebiotic supporting the good bacteria in the digestive tract. So also on the digestibility front with goat milk, it's, it's easier than cow's milk, right? We have the oligosaccharides. It also has um, smaller fatty acids. So studies show that the lipids of goat milk provide better digestibility with small flat globule size and high short and medium chain fatty acid content. So they're easier to break down. Right. They're smaller particles basically. So it's gentler on our system. Um, The other interesting thing, so allergy to cow's milk is the most common food allergy. And goat milk actually has a healing effect on the gut compared to the cow's milk, which is creating an allergy. Interesting. So the goat's milk actually with the oligosaccharides is almost like protective to the intestinal flora against pathogens and then also in the brain and um, our nervous system and stuff. So it could be really helpful. Again, it's similar, more similar to human breast milk and then, you know, has all these other benefits. Um, There's also some research that suggests goat milk may enhance our ability to absorb nutrients from other foods. Hmm. Again, like this prebiotic um, activity, I should say. And like just for perspective, by the way, cow's milk is known to interfere with absorption of minerals, in particular iron and copper, if they're eaten at the same time. So, you know. it contains more of the alpha S2 casein protein and less of the alpha S1 casein protein like than cow's milk. So again, easier on the gut. And then with lactose, right? Because a lot of people, there's a difference um, in what we're allergic to, right? Some people are allergic to right. the lactose, some people. So with lactose, it's it, – let me try words – Goat's milk still has lactose. Okay. But it's less than that of cow's milk. Okay. Like about 12% less. Okay. And then if it's – Right. I mean, some people would say significant. Some people would say a little bit depending on perspective. But then like if it's made into a yogurt, like so then it's cultured, it's even less. Okay. So – for some and people's sensitivity is also on a spectrum. So if you are lactose intolerant, see how you feel. Right. You know, depending on your level of allergy. I mean, you know your body, and you could certainly work with your doctor to test it to see if it's an option. Um, goat's milk is also less processed than cow's milk because it's naturally homogenized versus us trying to artificially homogenize the cow's milk. So Again, it's just 
all of these pieces put together make it better for our absorption of copper and iron and it gives us more vitamin A um, and all these other nutrients that really, and like the prebiotic carbohydrates, the oligosaccharides, it really, it's like immune support and um, disease prevention and our nervous system and our brain and all the pieces. Like it's actually really interesting. Hmm. Um, with the vitamin mineral content, goat milk has higher amounts of some minerals, but more interesting to me is that perhaps it offers us higher bioavailability of the minerals in the goat milk compared to the cow milk. So not only does it have more, but we can also use them and absorb them differently. Um, And so then, you know, I have to address this because everybody's burning questions like, well, I'm not drinking cow's milk anyway. I'm, you know, we have hemp milk and soy and almond and all the other things. So this is where then we, we have to compare the food labels. Right. And there's so much variety between all the plant-based milks. But remember, any plant milk is a processed food. Right. So there's additives. Like they'll add thickeners and gums and all these kinds of things. I mean, fundamentally, your plant-based milks, in air quotes, are really less nutritionally dense and frankly, not adding anything to your day by way of nutrition, right? Um, goat milk will certainly have more protein than these other options, less additives, but it will have more fat, right? Again, choosing our fat sources and what that means for you and everybody makes their own choices. But the other thing is it's harder in certain areas to find a low-fat or reduced fat goat milk, you know. I was just going to say, I, I I don't know that I recall seeing it, um, but maybe I'm just not looking for it. Right. I think it's a function of probably certainly some specialty stores. Right. I would definitely check your farmer's markets. Um, but also, yeah, actually looking for it. Um, really quick on the sugar front. So, like I said, goat's milk – is lactose, naturally occurring sugar. A lot of our alternative milk options have added sugar. So again, it's picking our battles and figuring out what works for your system and your life and your plan. Um, And, you know, listen, goat milk is a new thing for a lot of us, right? But it's actually not new to the world. So 65% of the population of the world drinks goat milk. Really? Right? Interesting. I think some of it could be also um, it's less expensive to breed goats. They're less expensive to house and feed and provide for. Um, And so that could be a piece of it. But I just think it's interesting. Like just because it's new to us doesn't mean that it's new. Right. Maybe the, you know, the the processing too. Because you're saying that that's essentially consumable. Is that a word? Consumable? Yeah. Um, the way it is. Yeah. And with cow's milk, right, there's a, there's a process before it can be shelved and consumed. So yeah. it probably is much more affordable. I mean, it's, it's, it's in a lot of ways, right? It's not farm to shelf, it's go to shelf. <laughs> <laughs> Cracking myself well up over here. <laughs> well done. So listen, guys, I mean, maybe give it a shot. Check your locals, farmer local farmer's market, see if you can find it, ask around, but it might be worth trying. Now, Just an idea. It, this is my last question because this is a very important question for me. Does it taste like goat cheese? It doesn't. I don't think it tastes like goat cheese, but I also don't think it tastes like cow's milk. Right. It, I think it's in the middle, right? If we think of cheese as like highly concentrated and sort of aged to some degree. Right. So that like intensifies flavors. Yeah. But it also doesn't taste like skim milk. Right. I'm 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 open to it, but I'll let right. you know what happens if it tastes like goat milk or uh the goat, goat cheese. cheese. Yeah. It won't it won't it won't be good. <laughs> we should we should get one thing of goat milk and like split it up between all the people we know so that everybody can just right. have one sip 
Okay. <laughs> well, Lauren, thank you again for being here and joining me. Always it my just pleasure. makes my day. Yes. And mine. I always, always leave with, with lots to think about and significantly more knowledge. So. <laughs> well, thank you. So as always, everybody, I'm your host, Jen Trepic. Connect with me on Instagram at Jen Trepic, J-E-N-N-T-R-E-P-E-C-K. Also, are you following the podcast on Instagram at Salad with a Side of Fries pod? Um, and then all the other social media, I'm at Jen Trepic. Our website is a salad with a side of fries. So please, please send a message from any of the places, letting us know your key takeaways, your ideas, your questions. This is also the easiest way to learn more about working with me. There's still time in 2021, guys. We can do this together. So please reach out and level up your game by becoming a member. Go to glow.fm slash salad with a side of fries to show your support for this podcast, this community, and of course, most importantly, supporting your own health. You'll get this week's recipe for the ultimate fall salad, the video, the experiment, Casamigos versus my metabolism, and all the details for your live one-on-one -on -one session with me, last chance for this quarter. So go to glow.fm slash salad with a side of fries or click the link in the show notes. All right, guys, until next week, take that Venn diagram, push it into a single circle <laughs> to remember that everything you do for your wellness is supporting everything else too. Yeah, adulting is a lot. And you got this. Well, friends, that's it for today's episode of Salad with a Side of Fries. Congratulations for making yourself and your health a priority. Thanks so much for joining us. Be sure to click subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform. Share us with a friend and we'll be back next week. Always remember, you deserve it and you are worth it. Happy healthy.